Welcome to the Huff and Stuff Podcast, where common sense is being brought back to our society one episode at a time. Relax. Turn your radio and headphones up. The show starts in three, two, one. Welcome back to the Huff and Stuff Podcast. I am your host, Nick Huffsteller, coming to you from the Palmetto State, South Carolina. If you're a first-time listener, thank you very much for listening in. If you like what you hear, please like and share with your family, friends, and coworkers. Check us out on the Instagram page, Huff and Stuff Podcast. On there, we'll be posting the upcoming dates for the upcoming episodes, as well as the guests we'll be interviewing. We're starting a movement, y'all. People are sending me photos every day of them putting their shopping carts back. The, na- the latest motto we're going to be introducing is report a pothole. If you see a pothole in the roadway, point it out. The address, tag SCDOT, also tag Huff and Stuff Podcast. I will be sending those to the DOT as well. Uh, the largest pothole, I will look at the uh, pictures you send in. We will send you a gift card. So keep sending those pictures in and we'll tag you in the photos as well. Very excited about today. We're doing our second one-on-one interview. I will introduce you to him here in just a minute. We just concluded our first one-on-one interview with Morgan from High Tone Fitness. Last week, a lot of people asked me why we did a podcast on health and fitness. Well, if you were in support of what we're doing here as, as bringing as far as wanting to present your best self, it also starts with physical health. And that's what Morgan was trying to introduce. First, you have to realize you have a problem and then work on that. So Morgan, if you're listening, thank you very much for doing the interview with us. And without further delay, our my guest today is a man known as Mr. J. A uh, little bit of introduction. He was my high school teacher 16 years ago. Um, so without further delay, I'm going to introduce you all to Mr. J. He is very intellectual. He is a comedian. So without further uh, delay, Mr. J, thank you. Welcome to the podcast. Well, I appreciate you inviting me and asking me to participate. Thank you very much. So... Tell the folks a little bit about yourself, your background, just kind of go from there and tell everybody who you are. I'm originally uh, from Michigan. I have a a degree from Delta College, Cedarville University, uh, University of Dayton and Bob Jones University, and I was in education in the private sector for 41 years and have retired for um, eight years as an elementary assistant principal and taught in the high school, namely American government, world history, and American government. Okay, so you would consider yourself a expert level American government teacher? I don't know if I'd consider myself (laughs) an expert, but I have taught the Constitution and I'm familiar with it. Okay, Um, thank you very much for the introduction. Like I said, um, the reason I reached out to you, like I said, you were, you were one of those teachers in high school. We all have one of those teachers who stick out. You were always one of those teachers. Um, the way you taught at the class, you always made it very interesting. People picked up on what you said. And like I said, 16 years later, you still cross people's minds, still cross people past. So that's a, definitely a, a way to be remembered. Well, I appreciate that. I, uh, I always enjoyed teaching. I always was amazed at how much my students learn, not necessarily because of me. Uh, I realize most people are not interested in government. In fact, I would tell them that the very first day, most people think government's evil. They don't like it. But the very first thing I would tell them the first day is the number one expense you're going to have in life is taxes. 
and it's your dollars, so you ought to be familiar with how it's spent and what people are doing with it. But I enjoy teaching. Yeah, and like I said, you're definitely right on that. Um, from what you're seeing now to the way today's culture is, we sen- seem to be taking a shift backwards as far as education goes. I don't think the teachers are giving students the full effect as far as teaching the actual American government system. Do you agree with that? I... Uh talk sometimes to young people and I am not sure what they are teaching today. A lot of young people are not familiar with much about government. Um, And I'm not, I'll be very honest, I'm a very conservative thinking person. Uh, And when I taught, I tried to teach that way from a conservative viewpoint. But it's amazing what people do not know about the Constitution and about our government. Because if you watch the news today, everybody is voicing their rights and saying things that are not even in the Constitution. Right. Uh, we're very, uh, we're probably very highly uneducated generation that we have growing up concerning the Constitution today. Yeah, I, like I said, you're definitely right on that. All right, before we get into today's episode, we're going to go over some news currently in the news media right now, some hot topics. Um, Like I said in the last episode, me and Morgan talked about health and fitness. Not two days after I recorded that episode, one of my friends sent me a link to uh, Sports Illustrated, new new, uh, magazine cover, and on there, she's a plus-size model. Her name is Miss Yumi Nu. She probably weighs approximately 250 pounds plus. Um, it kind of goes back to what I said. I mean, we know she was paid for her, you know, being, she was paid as far as, you know, being photographed. But again, we all know that it's a culture issue where they're trying to push the unhealthy. And I think that's what they were trying to do with that. Um, Jordan Peterson, who's one of the um, followers I listened to, I didn't recently find him until a couple months ago. He even took himself off of Twitter saying that she was not beautiful do I think he should have said that? No, I think he he probably should have reworded it saying that she was unhealthy, not necessarily not beautiful. Uh, Mr. J, what's your topic on that? Do you think, or your input on that, do you think we're seeing a rise in people being unhealthy? What's your take on that? Oh, definitely. <laughs> uh, America has a real problem with being overweight. And in some cases, they express their belief that I have a, and they do have a right to be that way, but it is an unhealthy atmosphere, uh, insurance wise, as far as mortality rate. And it's part of the movement today that everybody has the right, I can do my own thing, it's right. my body, I can do with whatever I want. And there is some truth to that. But at the same time, we're paying the price for it in so many respects and in so many areas. Yeah, I agree. And like I said, it's it's the push in the culture now to promote the unhealthiness. And also, a couple of weeks ago, Calvin Klein released an ad where it's allegedly a supposed to be a pregnant man. We know men cannot get pregnant. Men do not have uteruses. But Calvin Klein's posting an ad where there is supposed to be a pregnant man and a female's behind this alleged man grabbing him. It's it's a push for the unnatural to be natural. I think that's what they're trying to push. We see that now too. So it's, we'll see where it goes with that, but that was all I had on that topic. Um, another hot topic right now in the news is the Roe versus Wade. We all have our takes on that differently. Um, 
you know, people are out in the street screaming, my body, my choice. But we were one four or five months ago when it came to a vaccine mandate and people were yelling the same thing. But, you know, it's one of those things where you can't have it both ways. What, what's your take on that, Mr. J? Well, first of all, they have not come out with a decision yet. Right. Everybody's protesting, screaming, complaining uh, from a leak. Granted, they probably will come out without a, with a decision that a lot of people won't like, but wait until the decision comes out. Don't holler and scream and protest when you haven't even seen what's going to come out. The second thing is, is um, people do not have to have an abortion. There is such a thing as contraceptives. Yes. There is, uh, I know this is a nasty word, but abstinence. Uh, we almost have become animalistic in that people want to do whatever they want to do with no consequence and nobody wants to be offended. And again, it goes back to this thing that it's my body, I can do whatever I want with it. That is not really true because we have restrictions in so many respects in life. And um, there's still going to be states where states have individual rights to do whatever they want to do. Right. Yeah. Like I said, we'll see what happens with that. Like I said, just just think about when you're out there protesting, what you're protesting and then compare it to what happened four or five months ago. So just compare the two and we'll see what happens with that. Um, we're also still seeing a rise in gas prices. I think today it was four nineteen a gallon and. Joe's still up there in the White House, still not tapping into the pipeline. Um, <laughs> what's your take on that, Mr. J? Uh, Joe's not responsible <laughs> for anything. Listen, this is a joke. Uh, I'm not a big Trump supporter, but when Trump was president, not only was gas much, much cheaper, but we we're actually exporting petroleum. The problem is today is the Democrats want everybody to buy an electric car, which the average person can't get or can't afford. Second of all, uh, they have closed the leasing of land in Alaska, offshore other places. They've made it almost impossible to drill for more oil. And they put the blame on uh, warfare, other countries, it is purely the policies that the federal government has put in place. And I hope when people go to vote, they'll remember that. The president is to blame for it. Yeah, I mean, there's no comparison. I know we have different views on Trump, but I, I think we can both agree that Trump was a businessman and he knew how to deal with these other countries. And we're seeing a decline in that as definitely as Joe Biden and Kamala has been in office. But I definitely agree with you on that. Um, the next topic we have is the baby formula shortage. Uh, <laughs> I know that's been a big issue from the research I've done in Sturgis, Michigan. The Abbott Company is one of the largest producing uh, baby formula uh, supply chains. The FDA went in there and shut them down a couple weeks ago. Apparently there was four different babies who had a some kind of disease. Don't know if it was linked to the shortage. People are upset about this because from what I am seeing, we still have an obligation to give all these illegal immigrants on the border. We still have to provide for the necessities and the needs. And apparently there has been pallets of baby formula down at the border. And a lot of people are screaming and outraged about that. So, I mean, what's your take on it, Mr. J? I mean, we're, we're always in support of helping the, the lower man, the people who come over here legally. But, you know, when is enough enough? Okay, here's common sense again. This is just like the gas. When you have basically one plant 
that produces a certain specific product that babies have to have and it's shut down, duh, what do you think is going to happen? Right. I mean, somebody, sh- and I, I have read articles where they said they got a hold of the federal government and said, listen, this is going to be a problem and nobody acted upon it. And then the president says he didn't know about it and he couldn't do anything about it. And then all of a sudden he woke up one morning and had planes going to foreign countries and bringing right. that. Could he not have done that a couple months ago? The man like is sleeping or can't figure out why gas is so expensive, why there's no milk for babies to have. I, I don't understand that. It's like, where is he? he he's not in reality. This is purely at his feet and it's his fault. And he ought to be blamed for it. Yeah, no, I like I said, I one hundred percent, like I said, and even on his news press conferences, I mean, you can even just tell by watching him, he doesn't even know what day of the week it is. So the incompetence level is is way off the chart there and it's everybody can see it and it's it, it's we're a laughing stock in my opinion. But that's We'll see what happens with that. Um, This past week, Nancy Pelosi's husband was arrested for DUI. My take is if I was Nancy's husband, I'd probably be drinking too. (laughs) Mr. J. (laughs) Uh, Nancy's very, very liberal. She's made a lot of millions of dollars off uh, deals that I'm not sure were kosher. But um, I guess she's not responsible for her husband. There you go. It um, is unusual that she was one place and he was somewhere else. Yeah, I, I definitely will. <laughs> we'll see what happens. I'm sure she'll have some excuse for why his, you know, he's behind the wheel drinking, but I'm sure here we'll see it here in the next couple of days. All right. On a serious topic, we all saw a couple of weeks ago the shooting in Uvalde, Texas. And let me just say the whole thing was horrific. 21 people died in total, 19 students, two teachers. We're not going to give credit. We're not even going to mention the shooter's name. I don't even want to bring credit to who to who he is, but definitely a tragedy. A lot of topics right now up in arms about firearms, Second Amendment, um, the delay in response to law enforcement who got on scene. It's it's definitely a tragedy, and there should be some probably further safety precautions that need to be enacted. Um, we'll get more to that here in just a minute. But like I said, we don't we want to give. Credit to the law enforcement that actually went into the building and all that. But like I said, definitely the whole thing was a tragedy. Um, so, again, our remorse and regrets are with those that died. Uh, Mr. J, anything you want to add to the Uvalde shooting? Uh, it seems to me it's taken a long time. The most revealing thing I think that just come out is the fact that apparently the officer who was in charge of making the decisions was not getting messages from the police officers and students who are dialing 911. That's the most recent news, but it just seems like it's very, very slow in getting all the information and getting everything out. And, uh, and very obviously a lot of mistakes were made in that, uh, you know, whether it was, was the door locked or unlocked, did the police know what was happening, but just a lot of uh, bad issues and complications in that affair. Yeah, I didn't, I haven't, on top of this one, I know two or three days ago, there was another shooting, was it Colorado? Was it three people died in the hospital? I didn't get all the details on that one, but like I said, it's serious time right now. Seems to be the trend where people want to do this. So like I said, I'm, I'm for the Second Amendment, 
But like I said, always have your head on a swivel. And I tell everybody that be aware of your surroundings. I'm going to have a guest here in a couple of weeks. He's going to talk more in detail on that. But always have your head on the swivel. Always be aware of your surroundings. Know where the exits are when you go into these buildings. Um, always park in lighted areas. Just if you get a bad vibe about somebody, most of the time you're going to be right. Your gut feelings right. So if something don't seem right, go with that. Um, so again, the, the the 21 people that lost their lives are our condolences. And again, I'm, I'm severely sorry for your loss. All right. Um, so since we started the podcast, you know, the mission here is to restore common sense back to our culture. And I think we have sort of gotten away from that. People want to have their own interpretation of things. And since we started the podcast, I've wanted to do one on the Constitution. And that is why I have asked Mr. Jake to do this episode with us. Um, the man's very intelligent, very smart on this topic. Again, like I said, he's taught American government for years. And it's, I consider him the expert on this. So that's why we brought him in here. Um, so, Mr. J, I'm going to kind of turn it over to you. So I want you to pretty much dumb it down in layman's terms to people out here listening, because we have seemed to have gotten away from some of the elements of Constitution. People have taken what they want to out of it, want to put their own spin on it. So let's just go back to the basics. Why was the Constitution written? And I'll let you take it away on that. Well, we were uh, declaring our independence from Great Britain and England, and uh, we had state constitutions, and so to a great extent, the federal constitution was modeled after our state constitutions. And you need to remember back then, for the most part, people had a biblical basis for everything they did, and you see this in the constitution. I know you're going to get calls from people say, oh, um, you know, we were not a Christian nation, we were not a biblical nation, but we were. If you look at state constitutions, if you look at delegates to that constitutional convention, they were. And one of the things that people who wrote the constitution realized, human beings, according to the Bible, have a desire to have power to do their own thing. And so the constitution, even when it was written, you have these checks and balances. So no one branch of the government no state, no religion, and even human beings who have a desire to have power, their powers would be restricted and balances and there'd be checks on one another so no one branch would become too powerful. And I think if we wrote the Constitution today, it would be much, much longer than it is. It's really a very brief uh, document uh, because they are very concise in the writings. And it was something new. There had never been anything like this anywhere in the face of the earth. And it has pretty well done its job because we are still on the original constitution, unlike some countries like Italy, which has had probably a dozen or more. And it did provide a way to correct it, which is a very difficult process called the amendments, but it's not impossible and it has been amended. But most of our battles today are over the amendments, not the constitution. And of course, in the last... Well, since Franklin Delano Roosevelt, we have brought a lot of things into the federal government that have changed the Constitution. Most of our changes in the Constitution have come about because of court decisions. Right. And uh, that seems to be what's in the news today. But people today, when they protest, they talk about their rights. And it's amazing what people think the rights they have are not in the Constitution. Like people say, I have a right to an abortion. Where did you get that right from? Right. Or we even have people, I have a right for the federal government to pay my student loans. Yeah. 
a lot of the rights people claim today are not in the Constitution. You do not have that right. It's a desire, not a right. Yeah, I agree. And like I said, the research I've done on it, so correct me if I'm wrong, when the Constitution was established, you had the Articles, which pretty much stipulated the rights and the powers of the government. And then the people wanted their personal rights. And that's when the Bill of Rights was created because the people wanted their rights. Well, the Articles of Confederation was basically the 13 individual states working together as a confederation. And we found out that didn't work very well. It did not have enough clout, didn't really give them the power to tax, which, of course, the government has perfected today. Um, There just wasn't enough power behind the articles. They realized we needed something different. So they came back and wrote the Constitution. Very intellectual then, but it was a very, very conservative Constitution because states were still afraid to give up some of their rights. And the amendments were added later after the Constitution was uh, projected because some people wanted, uh, there were some states that would not ratify the Constitution unless there were amendments. And believe it or not, back then the government did what it said it would do. It did come up with the amendments and they were ratified compared to politicians today who make all kinds of promises. And after they're elected, they do not come about. Uh, but it really is, it's a remarkable document when you look at it. It's just un- unusual. It works. Yeah, it definitely. And so let me ask you this. So Cliff Note version, though, the people were tired of government reaching into their lives and they wanted their own set of rules to an extent. Well, I wouldn't say that's true. Um, the Constitution, a lot of the ideas in the Constitution were from state constitutions. Uh, And when these 13 states came together, you know, they had various parts. That's why we did not touch the uh, slavery issue. They would not have gotten the southern states to come aboard. So we just delayed that and delayed it. And, of course, later on, we'd have to settle it with a civil war, which would be very costly and add amendments to the Constitution. But when the writers came to the Constitution, as I said, the Constitution... It didn't really deal with individuals. That's why we had to have the amendments. It just dealt with a federal government, the branches of the federal government. And for the most part, the Constitution copied what states already had. Uh, Two chambers, an executive, a legislative, a judicial branch. And it's pretty much just a copy of state constitutions, which even back then was remarkable because uh, there was no country that had anything like it. And then, of course, the amendments came later. And that's where we get a lot of the changes, um, bringing it up to date, and a lot of the uh, Supreme Court decisions. And that results in interpreting the Constitution, which can be difficult at times. Yeah, I like I said, I agree. Um, when I did my first episode, one of the topics I hit on was the first three words to the preamble, and that was we the people. And I think a lot of people have forgotten those three words as far as the government works for us, we don't work for them. Oh, yeah. And today, uh, everybody has their own rights. Right. We are so polarized, and I think it's just a minority, but so many people... Uh, their attitude is, I have my rights, don't tell me what to do, I can do what I want to do. And I think it's getting worse even with the younger generation. Uh, we look to the federal government now to solve all the problems, to give us everything we need, 
Uh, we don't expect to have to work very hard for things. And that isn't what the Constitution is about or what the purpose of the Constitution was. So let me ask you this. We just went through the pandemic for the last year and a half, two years. Dr. Fauci said there could be another lockdown coming down the months ahead. Do you think there was government overreach in the last two years? Do you think they overstepped their boundaries in any way, shape, or form? Oh, yes, because court decisions have proved that. Right. Uh, when you mandate that people have to do something in order to keep their job or get a job, when you say it's okay uh, for certain industries to be open, but churches can't be open, and court decisions after court decisions have knocked these things down, the federal government can be very, very brutal, very, very tough. And you need to remember when, when the uh, courts do things, that is your federal tax dollars that are paying for the courts. Right. If you want to defend yourself, you're going to have to go out and pay for a lawyer unless you can find some organization or something that's going to defend you. And, um, and of course, the decision now is, well, if we don't like the court decisions, we're going to pack the court. Right. Or we're going to amend the Constitution. It's remarkable that the liberals who say... Um, you know, everybody ought to have a voice. Everybody ought to be uh, able to speak their mind. Well, when minorities or when uh, right-wing wing groups uh, speak their minds, we're considered racist. We're considered a terrorist organization. That seems to be the go-to term oh, yeah. that people like to use. Yeah. We never, nothing we doesn't are, line up with what they want. We only are an open mind for certain groups and if you believe the way we believe. Yeah. Exactly right. And otherwise, you're, you know, I get several uh, very left wing magazines, and it's interesting reading their articles because I would be considered an extremist, a person who's putting democracy at stake. That's just crazy when you can have a certain group to call you a terrorist or, a, a, you know, a, a problem to society. They're not really very open-minded unless you believe the way they believe. And let me stop you right there. And there was even comments made during the pandemic where they were saying the people who were unvaccinated were considered terrorists. Oh, yeah. So it's, you know, everything you just said, right? I mean, and, and the the term is now they want to consider you racist when it doesn't line up to, to their agenda. Yeah, you're in the way. You're not with the flow. Um, you don't believe the way we believe. Yeah. We could spend all day, I mean, there's 27 amendments in total. We could be here for days talking about that. But the two I really wanted to hit on today was the First and Second Amendment. I mean, even the First Amendment itself could be a whole episode because there's three different things in there. It's such a loaded amendment. You have the the right to peaceful assembly, the the religion, and freedom of speech. Um, can you go over that with us, the First Amendment? And we'll, we'll talk about that more here in just a minute. Well, when... The first amendment came out, and Congress shall make no law re respecting the establishment of religion. Back then, in certain states, and, and uh, uh, even here in South Carolina, the established church was Anglican Church. There were certain churches that got preferential treatment, that got tax breaks, and that's really what it was talking about. It was talking about the Church of England. Right. And they did not want uh, any church to have preferential treatment or the fact that you had to go to a certain church, or you had to belong to a certain religion. It did not mean um, some of the decisions that we've seen today uh, 
compared to what we had back then. Then it says abridging the freedom of speech. That's always debatable, you know, what you're going to say. Uh, and, and today, if you see what's on television, if you see what's in print, it's remarkable what we allow to freedom of speech. And it's interesting because now, like in Facebook and things, there is no freedom of speech. If you disagree with some people, they're not going to allow you to express your freedom of speech. You're either banned from Facebook, right. fact check. It's it's fine. Right. If yeah. you do not agree with what we're saying, or you saying some things we don't like, even with reference to certain views, we're not going to allow you to speak. That, that's absolutely absurd or ridiculous. You, I, there's a lot of people who say and uh, do things that I don't like, but you do have that respect unless it's threatening the life of a person or it's putting somebody at risk. Uh, then it says the press or the right of the people peaceably to assemble. I always like that right to the people peaceably assemble. It reminds me of the guy in what CNBC, who uh, Cuomo's brother, who was saying, show me the Constitution where it says people should uh, uh, peacefully assemble. Apparently, he did not know much about the Constitution. Right, because it's absolutely remarkable in states like Washington State or Oregon or Minnesota, where they allowed people to assemble, and those people didn't do a little damage. I think in, in Minneapolis alone, it was like a half a billion dollars worth of damage yeah. there, and they just let those people go and Scott continue Bruce. night after night. They let them take over sections of the city. Yeah. And the police officer said, we're not even going to go in there. It's so dangerous. And the, the minorities even begged them to come in and they wouldn't go in. Who in the right has the right to take over part of the city? Yeah. And in, you know, the state of Oregon. And on top of that, they renamed that little portion oh, yeah. of their, their, their <laughs> village or their town. Are you kidding? Enforce the law. And you wonder why you have a high crime rate. You wonder why when you arrest people that they don't go to trial absolutely absurd. We should not elect people who will put up with this. We should recall people. It's amazing what people are allowing today. We're not even enforcing the Constitution. I'm going to read this little section right here. This is out of the Patriot Papers by J.J. Um, Pryor, but it says right here under to, to assemble, people can peaceably get together and protest, speaking freely without worry about their words getting them arrested. There can't be an official religion and different religions are, are protected. But going back to the peaceable assembly or whatever, I, it, it was an outrage what happened with all these protests in 2020. I mean, they were vandalizing, shoplifting. Some people are still doing it and getting away with it. These yeah. people are not getting prosecuted for this. And the whole point of this was to peaceable assemble. They were expressing themselves. Correct. And, you know, I'm going to get your take on this, too. And we're... we're we're discussing history and stuff that's still relevant, but people are trying to erase history. Not oh, yeah. on top of this, these people are tearing down statues. Right. They think that by doing this, it's an outward expression of how they want to. You can't erase history. History is there for us to learn from. Absolutely. They took down statues of Christopher Columbus, Thomas Jefferson. What in the world? Are these people crazy? First of all, they're breaking the law. Nobody's enforcing the law. And there's a lot of things in history that I disagree with. Listen, I can get in my car, go down the highway, and think the speed limit ought to be faster than it is. But somebody established that, so I'm going to enforce it. Just because you don't like something doesn't mean you can break the law. We just stand along the side and watch them and let it go on. And again, it all depends who you are, where you are, and what you're doing. 
It's a selective enforcement of the law. But it's absolutely crazy that these shop owners and people who own a business, they, you know, where you have a dozen people come in and break into a store and nobody goes after them, yeah. nobody arrests them. They have them on video. When they do arrest them, they just let them go. This is why you have uh, a generation coming up that thinks nobody's going to enforce the law. I can break the law and get away with it. It's absolutely crazy. And it tends to be in the blue states. Well, along with the free speech, I mean, like you said a minute ago, it's censorship. At it, and it's we've reached a peak in that. And it's to a point now where prior to Internet and cable and all this stuff, we had newspapers, people printing off newspapers. That's how the news was broadcasted. And people tried to stop that back then. But now it's taken another whole level. You post anything that's against the agenda or what people want, and you're you're banned from Facebook for 30 days. Nobody wants to be offended. Nobody. We don't we don't want to offend anybody. And you know, here's my take on it. If it wasn't true what they were saying, then why are you so upset about it to try to remove it? But what's remarkable, there there's a couple poli well, there's probably more than a couple politicians. There's one in particular, I think she's from California, New York. She will tell people, you go to their homes, you protest, you get in their face. Are you kidding me? An elected politician says something like this, and yet if you come out against something she says, she wants you to go to their house and protest and get in their face and be obnoxious about it. This is absolutely crazy. And there's no repercussions no. to what she said. No. Now, listen, I know we have different opinions on Trump. Do you think Trump should have been banned from Twitter? No, I don't. <laughs> I mean, and that's Trump. A... This is my opinion about Trump. <laughs> okay, I'm he, listening. He should have won the last election. I you agree. talk about good economic times. Trump, this is my opinion, he lost the last election because of himself. If he kept his mouth shut, if he'd not played the part of the fool the last half year before the election, he would have been reelected. I don't know if he lost the popular vote or not. I'm very suspicious in states like Georgia and Arizona because they're they're usually red states. But when you play the part of a loser and you play the part of a fool, um, so you don't think election fraud played any? Oh, uh, it probably did. I don't know if to the extent that there was that much fraud that he would have won. Right, but. He was his own worst enemy. People just were tired of that. But I will say this, uh, people voice their opinion and look who you have today. Well, let me ask your opinion on this. I just got through reading a book not too long ago um, by Graham Allen. And in his book, he said, we should not be fearing right now a person, but we should be fearing these IT companies like Apple and all these internet browsers, because if they have the power to shut up a president to expressing what he wants to say, those are the big tech companies we need to be scared of. If they can censor out an entire president from voicing his opinion, what's your take on oh, that? Yeah. It's not an actual person we need to be feared of it now, but it's it's these IT companies such as Apple and all oh, that right. from, from being able to broadcast what you want to say. Unless you are threatening somebody, unless you are really breaking our local, state, federal laws, uh, unless you are putting people in harm. People can say whatever they want to say. I mean, I saw a car going down the road the other day that had something very vulgar in 12-inch letters on the back window mm -hmm. of the car. 
Would I do that? No. Do I think he should have done that? No. But apparently he was not breaking the law. But, oh yeah, when you when you allow companies to determine what you can say, who can say it, when they can say it, that is very, very dangerous. And one more thing, we've kind of touched on the, um, the speech and peaceful assembly. Now, as far as religion goes, it says they're prohibiting the free exercise thereof. We saw it back in 2020. I mean, not so much here in the southern states, but some states up in, I mean, Canada, the churches up in Canada, they were threatened. The, the preachers were, if they had services during the corona, they would be arrested. And some pastors were arrested here in the United States. So, I mean, we definitely saw a violation of that. Um, what do you think about that? Yeah, there were churches like in California, I know of a particular church, I think that was fined like a half a million dollars. And of course, the courts have finally come out and said, listen, you can't allow gyms and other places be open when a church can't. And uh, you're going to see the courts make some changes here. It's like the uh, coach, I think, uh, I don't know where it was, California somewhere, maybe out west, who after football games, he went over to the sideline and he had prayer and they told him he couldn't do that. And he said he had a right to do it. So he lost his job. He was fired. And of course, I've gotten material in the mail where uh, certain organizations, I think the ACLU, asked me to give money to defend that because they said he coerced his players into having to go and pray with him. I just believe you have a right to exercise. You may not agree with it, but if you want to pray, you want to pray. Isn't it remarkable? I heard in the news that we can't pray in schools, but after these shootings, they wanted everybody to pray for the families and for those people that were offended. It's a little late to pray after that. It's all the damage has been done and everything. But, uh, you know, you just have to allow people to have their individual liberties and freedoms and allow that. And I think you're going to have court decisions that are going to reverse that. Of course, the big movement now is the court is too conservative, so we need to pack the court. Right, right. We don't like what they're doing, so we're going to have to change it. Yeah. All right. I think we've hit on that. Anything else you want to add to Amendment 1? Okay. All right. Amendment 2, a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. I'll let you take over on this. Well, you need to remember when the Constitution was written, a gun back then was like a phone today or a car. You had to have a gun for the most part in the frontier, and, and people use a gun not only to defend themselves, but to get food for the table. Guns back then were nothing like the guns you have today. Guns back then weren't that accurate. I mean, you could basically fire one shot and you'd have to pack in the, uh, uh, the ammo and the lead and everything. Um, I, I don't think the problem today is with guns. I think a study ought to be done as to why out of all civilized nations, we're the only one that has a problem with guns. England doesn't, France doesn't, Spain doesn't. Nobody else seems to have a problem with people taking things out and solving problems with guns. And what we have now is copycatters. When one person goes out with a gun, somebody else is going to. Uh, and I'm a firm believer by that if a person wants to do damage with a gun, no matter how you restrict the sale of those guns or what kind of gun they can use, if a person wants to get a gun, they're going to get their hands in a gun. And I, I even say, too, and somebody sent it to me, even in the most secure facilities like prisons, people will still build a shank. Oh, yes. So that they're right. 
you know, people with. If you look at these young people in the Columbia area who are committing crimes, they're stealing their guns out of cars. They're getting them through some other means at home or somewhere. But somehow they're getting them those guns. You can restrict the sale. Of, and I believe there ought to be certain guns that shouldn't be sold. I believe, you know, maybe you should be of a certain age. I haven't, I don't have a problem restricting um, them. I believe we need to make more restrictions, and I don't have a problem with some of that happening. But a human being in America has a right to have a gun, defend himself, defend his home, and defend arms. his business. In your opinion, arms is weapons. Yeah, um, arms back then, well, of course, when they put that in the Constitution, it was because we were... Uh, fighting our home country, Great Britain, England. We didn't have an organized militia back then. We had, we had like the Minutemen. We didn't have an army. We didn't have a navy. Uh, so it wasn't talking about that. Uh, it was basically the state militia. And it was a, the fact that, you know, a human being ought to have a right to defend himself, defend his home, defend his state. Um, but today, the right to bear arms you know, we have people who interpret that like uh, you can have any kind of arm you want. And don't there, There's some guns a human being does not need. I, I don't know why you'd need a high-powered machine gun or something like that. They didn't have scopes on guns like we do today. Um, I, I think, you know, we ought to have obviously locked doors. We ought to have resource officers. These are some of the problems you had in, in uh, Texas. But I don't have a problem with having very strict background checks for having a waiting time for maybe limiting the kind of gun a person can get for even raising the age of a person. What about mental evaluations? Oh, I don't know about that. I, I, I think it's like, you know, almost anybody who has a problem today has a mental problem. Uh, we say millions and millions of people have mental problems. It all depends what you say has a mental problem. And I think a lot of times we use that as an excuse. If as many people as we say has mental problems, there's absolutely no way you're going to keep track of millions and millions of people, know what they're doing, where they are every moment. Or trying to confiscate them back. Oh, That's right. going to have a problem with that. Uh, in many of these cases, mistakes were made. You know, we call these red flags. Sometimes it's just human error, but sometimes it's just ridiculous errors and a person needs to be held responsible for that. A lot of times people are not held responsible. If you look at what happened in Texas, there were a lot of mistakes made. I don't know if it was just one human being. Some of it was, are they getting the messages? Was the door locked? Was there, why wasn't there a resource officer? And if you consider that, it might have saved you know, the lives of all these young kids. But you need to be very careful when you, sometimes you can become so restrictive that you do more damage than good. I'm still convinced of the fact that if a person, it's like drugs. If you want to get drugs, you're going to get them. If you want to get guns, you're going to get them. You're going to break into somebody's car. Uh, you're going to, you know, use somebody else to buy that gun. So we need to be very careful about restricting arms. I'm more concerned with the fact is why is this an American problem? So let me ask you about this. We're seeing on the news here in the last week, um, the prime minister up in Canada is talking about restricting all these guns. You can't do that here. 
Yeah, that no, is. I I agree. Um, Joe you, Biden came out last week saying the nine millimeter is you know needs to be abolished, and he was saying that no amendment is. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? All inclusive. All inclusive. So basically, if you're going to take that, I mean, he's saying well, that none of these are. And one thing you do when you're proposing something, you want to go for the jugular because you know you're not going to get it all. Correct. So don't give me everything you want, but I'll get whatever I can get. And he probably will get some things. And I think there's always improvements and things that can be made. The Republicans ought to be willing to bend, give in, do some things that can. And I think the American public wants it. I think the majority of people do. But you can't just come out guns or a certain kind of gun and and uh, you know go off the deep end on this. You have a, you have an amendment to the Constitution. And you can pass what you want, but it may come back to the courts that make that decision. Yeah, like I said, I, I, I can see it that way, too. Um, now, we may agree to disagree on this. Here's my take, though. When does it stop? You can you can put a band on assault rifles. We know assault rifles is a military gun, but when does it stop? If you put a band on assault rifles, you might as well put a band on vehicles. You can go to Walmart, Bilo buy all the household chemicals mixed with some stuff from Home Depot and make a bomb at home. So do you think there's, you know, you give an inch, you take a mile. Do you think that's what would happen if they put a band on assault rifles? I do not know, and I, maybe nobody knows what an assault rifle is. That is a very broad spectrum. Um, but like I said, I, I don't know why a human being would need to have a machine gun. I mean, what what are you going to do with that? Just like I heard on the TV last night, he wanted to uh, go after the magazines. I think that whole 30 rounds. Well, what are you going to do about somebody who already has it? Uh, I think there can be restrictions, but they need to be common sense restrictions. I will say too, you know, during this time period, the cannon was the big thing. Cannons were made to take out ships, to take out buildings. But from the research I've done, I have never seen where there was a law prohibiting the ownership of cannons. Now, obviously, that was a big piece of military uh, right. equipment to own. Um, my take on it is, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, you give the people an inch to take a mile, but... It says here, like I said, I'm going back to the Patriot Papers. It says, a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. It says here on the side notes, people were skeptical of powerful governments and armies, so they wanted to be armed if anyone threatened to take control. The right to bear arms means citizens may keep weapons. If we know that the AR is a military weapon, though, if it came back down to the point in this country where the citizens felt like they were being threatened by the government and had to protect themselves from the government, wouldn't, wouldn't you want to be on the same playing field as far as weapons are concerned? Because we know that shotguns and and pistols are less caliber than what they are going to be as far as taking people out in a, in, a, in, a, in a big capacity. Would you want to be on the same playing field or would you want the government to be cut above as far as what you have to protect yourself? Well, you know, you look at these people that invaded uh, the nation's capital, um, uh, a number of them had guns. What in the world were you doing with guns when you invaded the nation's capital? Um, but 
and you get a lot of court cases over this, like states have uh, stand your ground laws where if somebody's invading your home, you can defend it. And we've had court cases over that. The fact is the constitution in our country has always given the individual the right to defend yourself, your home, your family, and your property. That was important in revolutionary times. It's important today. And we get a lot of court cases and depending upon where your case is tried and what kind of court you tried in, the courts are going to have to decide these things. But again, I still think there can be some reservations, some restrictions on it. And just because the government uses a gun doesn't necessarily make it a bad gun. Right. I mean, you know... uh, uh, well, let's take a turn for a minute real quick. So you've worked the school system for how many years? 41 years. 41 years. How do you feel about teachers being armed? Are you opposed to that if they ended up doing that? Teachers taking firearm courses if in the course of it, something happened, God forbid, here in the state or at the school? My personal opinion is obviously doing a background check, making sure you're checking out that person. But I would feel better knowing there's people in that school who have a gun and who would be willing to use it if somebody invaded that school and started shooting that school up. Because the problem you have with these people who are in school, the damage is done in a minute or two. Right. It's over. Right. And in most cases, it's too late. Why do you think the guy takes his own life? He knows what's going to happen. So you have got to have somebody there, a resource officer. First of all, don't let him in the building. But if he gets in the building, you're going to have to take him out. You're going to have to take him out fast. But it it just, why in this country is a gun used for, we have a certain mentality and you won't find it in any other country. And I, I think a study or something ought to be made. And it's not something you're going to be able to change overnight because we're in a cycle now. If you have a problem, just go out and get a gun and solve it. Take them out. Right. Well, like I said, I mean, we we definitely agree. This What the prime minister in Canada doing is definitely overreaching. It's it, extreme. It, it's, it's, it's extreme. doing something that is a quick solution, but it may not be the right solution. It may not be constitutional. Constitutional. The problem you have today is guns versus mental illness. Right. And, and like I said, if that ever they tried to get that here, good luck trying to get all the firearms here. It, it would oh, yeah. be an all-out war. You'd have to get the military involved because half the law enforcement I know would probably not even try to enforce that. All right. Uh, the that was the first two that I kind of wanted to hit on. Those are kind of two amendments that are right hot topics right now in our country. Um, is there anything else you want to talk about as far as the Constitution while we're still on it that's important to you? Not that comes to my mind. I would honestly like them, and they have tried this, I would actually like to see an amendment to the Constitution that would require a balanced budget. Okay. Uh, it is absolutely crazy the way this country is spending money. That is one of the reasons why we have uh, inflation today. The government, if there's a problem, they just print money and they send it out. And especially the government that's in power now, they think they can solve all the problems with just handing out stimulus paycheck. checks. Oh, yeah, freebies. If uh, you rack up a big bill uh, going to college and you're not making as much money as you think, we're just going to erase that debt. Well, you made the bill, you pay the bills, my philosophy. Uh, but 
our country, our young people are going to be in tune for billions and billions of dollars in debts. And who owns the key to these debts is foreign countries who could call them in at any minute, like China and other places. Uh, we're spending money like this. Cities can't do that. States can't do it. Families can't do it. But the federal government can. And we're billions and trillions of dollars into debt. I'd like to see a balanced budget amendment. And we're seeing the effects of that now in our economy. With yep. them handing out all these checks. Nobody, nobody wants to work. They got comfortable sitting at home. And we're making more money sitting at home versus See, going out. The big thing today is to be on disability. Right. Everybody's disabled. Yeah, exactly. Nobody... If you have enough money, you get the right law, lawyer, and you dial the right numbers, you're eventually going to win, and you're not going to have to work the rest of your life. And you can go down any roadway or any strip and see now hiring. A lot of right. businesses have closed. They haven't opened up to full capacity because nobody wants to work. But it pays us more to stay at home. Right. You know, I and thinking back, I remember you read an article when we were in high school about where our tax money goes, and it was like for the breeding of pigeons. I mean, oh, it's, yeah. it's it's ridiculous the amount of money and and well, don't get me started on the welfare programs. There used to be a senator who was a Democrat from Wisconsin named Praxmeyer, who every year gave an award away to the most wet, wasteful spending the taxpayers' dollars, and just a couple of days ago, maybe a week ago on Fox at 7 o'clock, the news channel at 7 p.m. They had some of the money. The, the problem is the government, and even our state does this, the government is so big, so huge, they have absolutely no idea where millions and billions of dollars are going to because the, the budget is so big. We're just voting to give billions and trillions of dollars away. We don't know where millions and billions are going. And most of it is wasted. It just it is absolutely ridiculous. And the welfare programs, is, oh, yeah. it's, it's, it's ridiculous. We throw billions away every year. We gave, when we sent this the, these billions of dollars to states to help businesses that were shut down and closed, number one, a lot of that hasn't even been spent yet. And number two, a lot of it was given to businesses that spent it for stuff that had absolutely nothing to do with their business. If you look at our state, the last calendar year, we uh, just spent a lot of money for stuff that we got from the federal government because of the COVID. And it was just like a giveaway program. Right. Yeah. No, like I said, I mean, it's, it's that would be a great amendment. I mean, hopefully, like I said, it's the way there's no... <laughs> People can pretty much come up with a nonprofit organization and get all kind of funding for it. I mean, it, it's, well, it's all... we like stuff now, but we don't want to pay for it. Right. We exactly have that right. mentality in America. The average American's in debt up to their ears. And, you know, they're discussing about doing a, a fifth COVID check. I saw that yeah. the other day, too. So um, anything else as far as the amendment goes, which you'd like to discuss while we're on the topic? Not offhand. Okay. Well, Mr. J, I appreciate you doing this interview with me. Let me ask you this. Um, we got two more years before the 24 election. Who do you think, <laughs> who do you think is going to run? You think Trump will run again? Uh, my personal opinion is I hope he does. <laughs> Are you a DeSantis fan? I would vote for DeSantis, but, but Trump will do everything he can to get in the way of DeSantis. Trump does not like anybody more popular than he is. Um, uh, I just think Trump ought to step aside. He is his own worst enemy. And these people that go bonkers because, you know, I need his support. I want his support. You don't need his support. Listen, the Democrats are going to be annihilated this November because of the economy. 
people tend to vote their pocketbooks and billfolds, right. and we are in trouble. This reminds me of when Jimmy Carter was president and, and, and uh, inflation was high. Back then, I had an interest rate of 8.5%, and it was assumable, and people were just excited about that. That shows you what inflation can become. History repeats itself. I don't think Biden will run, or if he does, I don't think he'll get the nomination. I think he's on a downhill track and he doesn't realize it. I don't know who the Democrats will run. But the Republicans have a lot of good candidates. And just run on the economy, run on the border, run on COVID. There's so many things. The Democrats really have done nothing in the last year or two. I mean, what happened is build back America. We right. don't hear that anymore. What happened to that? So let me ask you this. This is in a fantasy world where you're America. If you could pick one person to be president, celebrity, regular human, who would it be? Right now? Yes. Probably DeSantis. DeSantis. Uh, I mean, I don't know of anybody else, but there are a number of good candidates. Really, the Republicans, when Trump ran, had so many good candidates. I was shocked when he won the primaries. Uh, I was shocked when he won the presidency. But if he just kept his mouth shut, if he'd been a little bit more presidential, if he'd just listened to people, not mock people, ridicule people, uh, he is his own worst enemy. Well, I mean, we can watch the news every day and we can clearly see Joe is not has all his senses. He's uh, his incompetence is off the chain. Do you think he'll make it another two years, or do you think that was the plan all along to try to get Kamala in there to take over? Oh, she, she, <laughs> you, you can, you, you can wave her goodbye. Okay. She was, she was chosen for obvious reasons, but she's probably just as bad as he is. She's just a little giggly worm. Um, our country's in trouble. Well, you know, I didn't pick your brain on this. I know we're going to talk about this today, but Supreme Court justice, they just elected her saying she didn't know what a female was. I mean, what? what? This, that is the Democratic Party. We're going to play dumb. You can be whatever you want. It's like, you know, I watched in this state when, and thank the Lord our state passed a law that once you're, I think, in junior high, high school and college, you have to compete in sports in which you were, uh, biologically identified when you were yes. born. And I watch these people that are protesting our state capitol. Um, they said, oh, but what about, you're going to offend that person and, and you know, they're not going to like themselves. Well, my respect is it's a little, it's too bad. Right. There's nothing wrong with being offended. What about the girls who spent thousands of dollars, thousands of hours trained for years you're talking about this this uh, uh, man who be, who's competed in women's sports. And when he was a man, I don't think he ranked any higher in 32nd or 33rd place. And then when he switched and became a lady, he came in first place. You think that's fair? What no. about these girls who spent all that time and money and energy? You know, they should have been offended. But, but the excuse is, well, we don't want to offend these people who claim to be a different sex now. They want to compete. Let them go compete in something else. That's just ridiculous. We don't want to offend anybody today. We don't want to hurt their feelings. And it's really sad that we even have to have these conversations. Oh, yeah, it, it is. It, it's sad. Like, we have to have a 2022 discussion with grown adults saying, if you have a penis, 
you're a male, if you have a vagina, you're a female, but now... Or when you get to school, you can use any bathroom you want. Correct. Are you out of your mind? Are you ridiculous? Right. No. And we elect people like that, and we keep electing them. That's called common sense. We lack common sense today. And like I said, that is the mission of this podcast, is to restore common sense by having conversations like this. Um, and Mr. J, I really do appreciate you doing this interview with me. Oh, it, it was. I've enjoyed it. Okay. Um, if you'll be another guest, I got July 4th coming up. If we can put you down <laughs> in the books, we might get you in for a July 4th episode if you're up for it. Oh, I'm, I'm certain a lot more will happen between now and then. <laughs> so when I called Mr. J the other day to ask him to do this podcast, Mr. J is a big Judge Duty fan. He said I interrupted his Judge Duty hour, so I, I'm, I'm trying to be mindful of his time here today. Um, that's going to go ahead and wrap it up for today. Again, Mr. J, thank you for your time. Um, for doing this. And like I said, if we can have conversations like this, you know, people are trying to erase history and it needs to be discussed. People have forgotten the basic elements of the, the foundation of this country. And it's good to have conversations like this. And again, I really appreciate you doing this. All right. That's going to be a wrap for this episode. If you like what you've heard today, please share with your family, friends, and coworkers. Share it on your social media pages, Facebook, Instagram, the Huff and Stuff podcast. We can try to get this out there to more listeners. Remember, keep your head on a swivel. If it's not in your house, you cannot eat it. The Huff and Stuff podcast supports our First and Second Amendment. We support truckers, first responders, and veterans. Remember, continue to send me those pictures of you putting your shopping carts back. We are bringing awareness to laziness in the community. Hopefully when somebody sees you put a shopping cart back, maybe they will do their part as well to prevent some of these wrecks in the parking lot. Like I said in the beginning of the episode, we're going to start a new slogan, report a pothole. So if you see that pothole, take a picture of it, hashtag SCDOT, as well as Huff and Stuff Podcast. When you send them to me, I'll post them on the Instagram page and we'll try to get that out to bring awareness to all the damage these potholes are doing in the roadway. The most likes we get on those pictures, I will try to send you a gift card. So be on the lookout for that. Remember, re-rack your weights. Noah's still an answer. Don't be a lab rat. Put your shopping carts back. Y'all stay safe. We'll see you on the next episode. Y'all be blessed. Bye. Thank you very much for listening to the show. You survive. Apply if necessary. Remember to put your shopping cart back where it belongs. Re-rack your weights. And don't be a lab rat. And no is still an answer. We'll see you on the next episode. Until then, be blessed.